Well, let me introduce you to the preacher this morning. Me. <laughs> In a soccer, how do you call it? Met metaphor? Metaphor? That's how you say? Met metaf metaphor? Or, huh? Metaphor. Exactly. See? My buddy to speak Portuguese got me that one. So in a metaphor, soccer metaphor, which is Brazil soccer, you know, I throw the ball, I hold it, I run, and I score with all the same, you know, which is tough, but I did it. Well, actually, I'm trying to. Well, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Let me just say some things first before I start preaching, which I promise are going to be very, very quick and good, you know? So this is a, just FYI, so uh, two weeks ago I was in uh, Kansas City, for you that do not know or didn't know, I was in Kansas City doing a translation for the Church of Nazarene. So we are a Church of Nazarene, or denomination is Church of Nazarene. And I was able to... Well, I was translating from port English to Portuguese, Portuguese to English, for the board of the Church of Nazareth. We have a board for this Church of Nazareth local, but there is a board for the whole denomination of Church of Nazareth. It's like 100 people, it's a pretty huge board. So I was there because there are some, since the church is inter international, there's 194 countries, I believe, per se. Uh, there's a lot of Brazilians in there and Cabo Verdeans from, from Cabo Verde, so I speak Portuguese, they speak Portuguese as well. And as a token of appreciation, they got me this first, this was the first general board of the Church of Nazarene, 1923, Tuesday, Thursday, December 6, 1923. The general board elect by the General Assembly is now in session here in Kansas City. It promised to be one of the most important meetings ever held to consider the general interest of the church. We believe the results of this meeting will determine in large measure our future, our future policy and so realize the tremendous responsibility resting upon the board as a whole as well as upon each individual member. It is a time when we need to pray of the, the prayer of the entire church the board will probably continue session until the late, latter, later part of the next week. May we urge you to have your people praying essentially that wisdom may be, may, may be given, which will result in a policy that will, will mean continued success and victory in the great work to which God has called us. And this year was the 100 board meeting, so it was phenomenal. It was fantastic to be there and translator. Which, I'm pretty good, actually. I got some, uh, some good feedbacks, some not so good feedbacks, but you, know, you learn from those as well. It wasn't easy. There's like a lot of words that it's, uh, well, there was this lady from England, so you know England, and she was saying a lot of words that I never heard in my life. And I, was, I had to create something in the moment, you know. Like, you understand the context, and like, uh, that's what she's saying. Like, oh, okay. And the funny thing, my, my um, session, which I was, the, it was nice because I was in the local church session, uh, there was no Brazilians. There was two people from Cabo Verde. So the, the Portuguese is a little bit different than mine, but it was, it was nice. 
It was really good. So just so you guys know. Now, the other thing that I want to do, oh, there you go. As you, I, I don't know. This is hard to, this is very hard for me to do, okay? Very hard. You understand why. I, I'm a very pushy guy. I am. Like, if you, if you know me, I'm a very nice guy, like a funny, you know, stuff like that. But when it comes to work, I'm pushy. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I want to do what I want to do. You know, I, I respect everybody. I'm never going to disrespect anybody. But I want to, I want to, that's what I want to fulfill. That's what I believe. That's, that's what I'm calling for. That's like, that's what I was hired, to be honest. In some capacity, that's what was hired. And the board have been amazing, and they have released a lot of money for me lately in the, the last three years. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm doing what I can with what I have. So this is what I did. I was, we are, as you can see, doing some renovations, okay? Uh, some people will love it. Some people may not. But you can talk to me. I will hug you, and I will love you. And so there's a lot of things that it needs to get done because you don't know. I have a friend here from Brazil. He's right there in the back. Igor, can you just wave? He's like a, he's a very tall guy. So Igor, he's like a genius. He's, he does everything with audio, lights, and everything. So I asked Pastor Calvary to bring him in. And he like, I'm, I'm giving him like two weeks and he, he's going to do everything. Because that's, that's what he does. He get tired. We're probably going to take him to lunch eventually one day. You know. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, I, I have things that I want to buy that I can't. Because I'm on a budget. You know. So what I asked Pastor Calvary was this. What I wanted is the divine intervention. So I'm not going to ask you for money. That's the funny thing. But I'm not. What I'm going to ask you is God to give you the possibility to give me the money to buy what I want. Now, I'm not going to say how much I want. This is, this is why it is divine. Because I was praying about this and I asked Pastor Calvary, so I, I'm on a permission to do it. <laughs> said, why do you ask money, man? You shouldn't. So I told him that I've been praying this. this I, I had come up with the idea like, like yesterday or the day before. And this is what I told him. I want God to put in somebody's heart the amount that I want. I don't want to, like, I don't want to tell you the amount. I don't want anybody to come and say, oh, I want to, I want to give you this. No, I want, to, I want it to be in divine. This is why. Because if it's not, I don't have to do it right now. I, I'm in peace with that. Because I don't, want to, I don't want to push it. I don't want to, like, I want to be the guy that just, just do it. No. If there is a time for everything, I'm going to respect that. You know, but if God is just giving me the opportunity to do it, since I have Igor here, <laughs> that he can help me with that. There is a divine intervention by God, and he's going to tell you the amount, and you're going to come to me and say, this is how much God put in my heart to give. And that's pretty simple like that. You know, so that's why they go up, because I have the amount here, how much I need. It's not a lot, to be honest, but it's a number. And I believe that if God wants me to go ahead, he will give somebody that number to give to the church so we can move ahead. If not, we're fine. I'm good. I'm going to do what I have. What I have is going to be good in the same way. Okay? Good? Okay, before I start, that's the last thing. I have Hero in here. 
What I heard is his birthday. Is that right? It is today. So can we all sing Feliz Navidad? Da, 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 da. Is that true? Feliz Navidad is happy birthday? Okay. Can we sing happy birthday to Hero? Come on. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Beautiful. Hyro. Yeah, that's it. Got mixed up in the translation in there. Happy birthday, mate. We love you. Uh, actually, Michael told me if I didn't do it, he wouldn't help me anymore. So that's the reason I'm. Okay. I should have opened this before. I just want to thank you, Calvary, for this opportunity to preach. Honestly, it's amazing which I don't get to preach a lot. So, and it's like a very big shoe to fit. You know, Calvary is such a teacher. Like, all the message is such a, there's such a deepness, you know, which I can't get now, because I haven't studied enough to, to be there. Uh, so it's, I very appreciate it. But you guys stuck with me, you know. Whatever comes out, it will come out. But it'll be good. I know that God's gonna speak with somebody, some way, and that's it. That's what that's what matters, you know. Uh, I come. I I actually. This is the fourth time I preach officially, four times. So in a, my 37 years, it's like a <laughs> one preaching for every seven, eight years, probably. You know. So I can consider myself a preacher. I was thinking about that, and and listen, I was doing research online, and I saw this study saying a pastor should not preach more than 40 weekends in one year. So I'm good. I'm good. I've got, I've got, I'm, I got that covered. So here's the reason why. First, you need regular breaks. True, isn't it? Like if you're preaching every time, you just, you just need like slow down. Second, you, uh, your people need breaks from you. I, I'm just having to tell you that. You're not gonna get, <laughs> that's not gonna happen with you all. Because I'm going to be here every Sunday. I sing every Sunday, you know. Calvary's going to be here every Sunday. So you guys are not going to have it. Unless today, for example, Calvary's on a trip. Hi, Calvary. Probably watching. Yes. No pressure in there, for sure. Uh, number three. Your people needs to learn from others. I have my opinion about that. This is what I think, very quickly. Some people, like you learn from it, from other pastors... But he does necessarily walk with you. So if something happens, he's not going to be the one that's going to help you. He's the one that is here, you know. So sometimes you learn something that you think that's good, but that's, that's not, you know. Just my, my opinion on that one. Because, yeah, we, we counter people. You need to develop others, other communicators. Thank you, Calvin. That's exactly what he's doing right now. Uh, there are other areas of the church that need your leadership, like as Calvary. Like I think Calvary is kind of like an octopus, so he's like in a school, you know, has family and the church. <laughs> he did the sound for me, which he did last week, and we always have a fight for it, you know. <laughs> he does everything, you know. So I don't think there is any more area that he needs to be in the leadership, to be honest. 
It will give you more time to develop as a great preacher. That's true. Like as much as time you have to prepare, it's easy. You know, you just you just have time for that. So I think we're doing great. Calvary is doing a fantastic job. He is one of the best pastoral uh, pastoral care pastor that I know. He just really cares. It's I have one guy like that in Brazil as well, Fabio. It's amazing. He cares. And he wants to talk with you. He wants to like what's what's going on. Just let's sit down, just have a chat. And I think that's what we're missing sometimes. You know, we have a guy that preaches a lot, we have a guy that do a lot, but sometimes we don't have like a pastor that would just listen. This is sister struggle. This is what we, we're facing. Um, and he really got the, the word like pastor, you know, taking care of his flock. I love message titles. So this is the message for today. This is the title of the message for today. Accept and embrace. Two words. Uh, if you can open with me, please. Uh, Romans 8. We're going to read from verse 28 to verse 39. It's a very well-known passage. This is a letter that Paul wrote for the Roman church. It also just give a little bit of context for you in there. Um, you guys ready? Let's do it. 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, very famous, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sorrow. Let's go to verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I know, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your message. Thank you for, I was praying in the beginning, thank you for your presence in this place. You know, I am just a vessel. Like you are the message. You are the reason. As we hear today, this morning, 
just allow us to shift my whole attention to the simple words that all things are good for those who love you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, all things, it's a very, very, very big phrase, isn't it? All things. Like imagine you, if you like cars, okay? So if you like clothes, if you like jewelry, if you like, uh, what else? Food. Imagine you, you had an opportunity to go to any store. And that's what the person will tell you. You can have all things. Everything here that you want, you can have. In verse 28, Paul is saying that in him, in Christ, all things really does mean does all things. All things work together for our good. You have probably heard this verse so many times. You know, I did. And it's such a relief to think that all things work for our good. So what does that really mean? All things. I'm gonna, we're going to try to break down those, that passage a little bit so you can try to get something out of it. Which I believe we will. In verse 32, Paul is explaining why all things work for our good. He's saying, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? When God gave his own son, did you imagine that? Like when God gave Jesus. I, I would imagine, as you would imagine, that would be the most precious sacrifice of all. After that, Anything, it's possible. If he already gave you, if, if, if he already gave Jesus, like his love, his, 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 his trinity, his part of him, what else would he hold? That's why he's saying all things. So that also means that if you're giving the good things, we're also entitled to the not good things. It would be awesome if we're like, okay, so let's get all the good things. No, that's not it. I endured a lot of pain in my life. I think I've already told you guys about my father passing away, uh, the car accident. I, I know the people that lost their parents. I know the people that lost their relatives and sons and daughters. I know the people that lost a job. You know, it's just so, so painful. People that lost money, like investments. People that lost friends in, in, in all circumstances. You know? And that's why this verse is so precious. Because it turns our attention to one simple question. Who are entitled to this promise? All things. Who? Who would deserve all this, all this promise that is saying, all things work for our good? So this is what I come up with two, two answers for this, which is on, on verse 9, verse 29. In verse 29, he's saying, for those, sorry, there is actually two, two answers for this. For, so the first is for those who love God. It's verse 20, 28. The second, the second is, and to those that are called according to his purpose. So the first, let's focus on the first, not the love. I'll, I'll start with the call, which I like. Say, my call, 
Your call. Just say, my call. That's it. In verse 29, he's saying, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn, which is Jesus, among many brothers and sisters, which is us. And then those he predestined, he also called. He called all of us. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Now, justification, we're just going to go back. Justification is what we believe. Uh, it's not, not going to happen if it's not by faith. For Bible, for the Bible is like, because if you think about it, the Bible, for a lot of people, is just a fairy tale. Like, uh, oh, there's like, like a, a lot of stories being told. Or, Jesus wasn't the Savior as we believe. He was a teacher. He was a master. He was, which he also was, but we know what else, you know. Uh, but for us, Christian, it's not about seeing to believe. It's about belief to see it. We have to believe before we see it. That's that's all. That's our call. So it's to speak into existence. I love that 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 thing. It's speak into existence. And it's funny because I was I was looking for a house to buy a house, you know, which I hope one day I will. Uh, and the lady that was in the showing the house, uh, I believe she was a Christian as well, because I told her like, oh, I wish. You know, we, 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 we got money to buy this house. And then she turned to me and said, well, it's speaking to existence. I was like, huh. hey, man, I'm definitely going to do that. You know, uh, it's not just a molecular thing that a lot of people say, like the science, the word is like this, the big man and all this sort of thing. No, it's, it's believing. Uh, when we were in Brazil, before we came to the United States, this is what happened. Gabby was working in as a lawyer, very unhappy. You know, she didn't like it. She graduated. Like she follows the her mother. You know, her mother is a, a district attorney, so she like wanted to become a lawyer as well. Studied. She studied. She passed the bar. She's a smart girl, very smart. But when she started working, she realized that it was not something that she loved to do. You know, and. We were, like, we were getting two incomes. Me, which I'm a pastor, let me tell you, Jesus is a blessing, but he does not pay much sometimes. So back in Brazil, it was really tough, you know? Uh, Igor can talk about that because we work together in Central Church. So, and then my wife would get her income and we put it together and like, okay, then we can, we can, we can leave, you know? It's, it's good. And then she one day comes and say, hey, I wanna quit my job. To say, I want you not to quit your job. <laughs> no, I think like, I, I want to work in a church. I feel like that I have a call, you know, and I, and that's what she told me, I remember. And I wanted to speak into existence a job in the central church. That's where she, I was working back then. And I was like, okay, you know, there's no more pizza, no more clothes. You, not the car, we're going to sell one, we're going to stay with one, and that's it. Actually, we don't want really to have one back, back in the time. We actually do, and then we sold two by one. That's what we did, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So that's, that's what February 2016, 2017. Pretty much six months after we married. I was like, 
like, okay, let's, let's do it. Like, that's, that's what we call, that's what you believe, let's do it. And then she quit. And then we went to this camp in, in Brazil, which is the carnival. That's what we do, like, everybody goes to the camp. Carnival is like, bad, bad, bad. And then all the Christians go to the camp, she does hide from it, you know. Instead of actually going and like, hey, let's preach the word, you know. But okay, that's just another thing. Uh, and, and at the camp, she, she started having words. Like, people would come to her and say, this is, this is what is going to happen in your life. This is what will happen in your life. And she just wanted a job at a central church. But what actually happened in camp, we got a message from a church here in the United States in Florida that was calling both of us to be the worship pastor of their church. Which a person that she met like a year ago, she stayed for like three days with her, you know. She did, they didn't even call for me, you know. Just very offensive, to be honest. And they called her, and they're like, okay, so this is, and, and we have this position open, and I would love you guys, and I, I wish you guys, I would love you guys to come. And they're like, oh, like we speak into existence that what I, my call, that's what I wanted to do. And, and it happened, so six months later, we came to Florida. So does speaking to existence happen? Yes. It's believe before see it. Like I believe that's going to happen. And that's what I'm going to do. See the, the, the call of God is a call into the light of faith. He awakens faith. He awakens life in us. Like think about Lazarus. God say, Lazarus come out of the grave. He is speaking into existence. He's speaking into faith. That is the call of God in our lives. So, if you are called, if you already have an awakened faith in you in a spiritual life, so yes, the first yes, this promise is for you. Now, the second group, which we all, it's all part of the same one, is love. Those who love Him. A love, God is, a love God is exactly what happened to you when you are called from that to life. Like, I love God so much. I believe you all love Him as well. I love, like, I do. It's funny to think, you know, that we can put our family in the hands of God. Have you thought about it? It's this, like, this tough thing. Now that I have a, a daughter, I'm like, But that's what love is. It's just willing yourself to live like that God will take care of your whole family. And listen, I love to work in a church. This is, this is like, this is one of my passions. I didn't know I had the passion. I started really late, to be honest. When I, I have a graduation in physical therapy, I was, I was, I bombed twice in school, so I wasn't a good student, to be honest. Um, and so I was late. So I graduated in high, in the university, I was 20, 23 maybe, 23, yeah. And then I wait one year and then I went to Australia, 24. Then 24, I started my studying, 25, 26, 27. When I got back to Brazil, I was 28. A lot of worship leaders, they would start with 60. They would be hired by church. Like I see people be hired, like Diego, the, the other guys that, is, that works in Central Church, that he was hired a little bit after me. He was 22. He like finished college and he was already like, and he's good, like, very good, you know. So it, for me, everything was a little bit late. I I kissed my wife, only her. That's that's very late. 
Well, you should do that if you, God tell you to. She's the only one that I kiss. 32. I was 32 years old. I'll wait 32 years old to kiss. Can you believe that? I can. I think about it. Sometimes I'm like, but it's worth it. Now it's worth it. Let me tell you. When you're 31, 30, 29, and people are like, hey, what's going on, dude? Uh, but I, I wait. There's still a lot of things for me was late. So working at church, it's amazing. It's my love. It's, it's my call. I would do it for free, to be honest. I would do it for free. I would not have to get paid to do what I do. If I was working something else and volunteer, I, I would definitely do it for free. I, I used to, you know, before. But the verse says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the presence nor the future, nor any power, neither high death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. If nothing is able to separate us from the love of God, why do we sometimes battle to understand that He chose us? Why do sometimes it's difficult for us to understand that nothing can separate us from His love? Absolutely nothing. Now that I'm a father, I understand that. Because nothing that my daughter do, sometimes I want to just, you know, last night was tough. It was, it was spiritual, 100%. Because my daughter, don't, she doesn't cry. She's a, the sweetest kid. She, if she cried for five seconds, and then she wake up. But last night, she started crying like, well, she didn't want to go to bed. So that was like 9 p.m., and then she started crying from 9 p.m. to probably 2 a.m. Like, and I'm the only one that she, she like Gabby tried, but, but she likes daddy, you know. She does. I know you're watching, honey, but that is true, you know. So she lay, she, she lay down with me, and, and, and I was preparing them. I was like studying, you know. And for four hours, like crying, I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I was praying. I said, come on. Get out any pain that is bothering us. It was like very like a, uh, I call that movie, uh, The Exorcist. You know, I was like, come on, if there is something wrong here, come on in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and then Gabby was become frustrated, you know. And then eventually, like, about like, uh, that's the thing. It was 12, it was midnight. I remember it was midnight. And then when I looked again, it was 1 a.m. I was like, what's going on? And then the time changed. I was like, I'm like, no. It just told me like an hour. But eventually she, she went to bed. But this is the thing that I want to say. Uh, she's asleep, finally, thank God. She woke up at 10.30. Just like my wife, she didn't want to wake up. Okay, okay, it's good. Now she comes to church, so yeah, that is going to be upset. So this is what, what I think. Uh, nothing that she does. Even those hours which she doesn't do is not normal. It will ever stop me from love her less. It will always allow me to love her more. It's as simple like that. Because we bound by blood, we bound by the spirit, we bound by God. So unbelievers, they don't love God. They only love the world. They only love the things that is not from God. 
But when God's sovereign call us to out of the death into life, the light that is calling is called, it's, it's, the name is, I love you, God. When you come out of the dead, you come like, this is calling, I love you, God. So yes, if you love him, yes, that this promise is also for you. To finish up, I was wondering how many of us had not yet accepted that all things work for you, God. Um, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, because I always preach for her a few times, you know. <laughs> and she's like, think about Joshua and Caleb. This is so good, because when they stepped into the promised land, they knew they would first face hardship. They knew they would take a long time to take the land. But you know, the thing that they did first, they accept the purpose which God has called them. Second, they love God above all else. And they also decided to embrace the truth. So that's the second word, embrace. The truth, the promise is, in all things, God works for your good. Embracing is different than accepting. See, accept is easy if you think about it. Because it requires knowledge, it requires Understanding, Like you can accept in your mind, in your thoughts. And then five seconds later, you don't. Now, the greatest challenge we have a Christian is to turn that into action. Embracing to turn that into action. It is necessary for us to embrace our promises. If we truly want to live a life preaching about them to the rest of the world. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword will ever start stop happening? Are we gonna that's not gonna happen anymore because we becomes we become child of God? No. That's not the promise. We can try to contextualize what this is saying. But it's to know that after we've been justified, after we call, after being justified, what we are. We also glorify. There is a glory. There is something to be by hand of God. And this is my last thing, which is a challenge. Very, very simple. Accepting is the first step. It is like accepting that God loves you, that you love Him back, and then you have a call for your life, which everybody does. But the thing is that we need to work today, we start working is embracing. So, what can you change? This is a question for you. What can you change in your life today that people around you will see how different your life is because of God's promise? I will say again. What can you change in your life today that people around you will see how different your life is because of God's promise. I have some examples. Your behavior, your emotional start being your emotional, your emotional statement, it's the way you're happy or not. It's being polite, greeting people. It's being truthful, honest. What can I, what
What are the things that you can change today? You stop and think that will make people see the difference in you that a promise that God has given to your life. Can we close our eyes, bow our heads? Or what I ask us this morning is just firstly understanding that understanding that we call according to your purpose. And this call also includes that we love you. But it shouldn't come as a pressure. It's just a step of faith, knowing what you have already done for all of us. But that is, that is all our being, that is very individual, that is accepting. There is a call for purpose, there is a purpose in our call, there is a God that we love, that we serve. But what is, what is the outcome? What is today that I have to think about it that will make a difference in my life so people around me can actually see the promises of God in my life? What are the things that I'm going to do that people will see it if it is somebody that in my family that dies and the first thing that I'm going to do is just put my knees down and just thank God because I know that all things work for those, good, for those that love God. If it's somebody that is sick, it's put my knees down and say, God, it's your will. It's not our will. Like you know our hearts, but it's your will. If it's a job that you lose, and the first thing you try to do is taking by your own hands, what should I do? What do I do? Instead of putting your knees down and saying, God, all things work together for our good. So that's what we have to think about this morning. That's the challenge that we have this week to think, what can you change that people will see the promises of God in our lives? And this is the promise. It's a life filled of joy, filled of victory, filled of things that God wants to do for you, but also hardship, also troubles. But even in those things, we praise you because all things work together for those who love you. And we do. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.